This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Hello and welcome back to the e-commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters, Head of Retail Marketplaces Strategy at Acadia. And today I'm joined by a fellow Acadia colleague, Armin Alispaik, who is a team lead on our Retail Marketplaces team. Welcome back to the show, Armin. Hi, Kiri. Yeah, it's been a while, so good to be back. Yes. Well, I wanted to bring you back on the show because you were dropping some insights around some changes that Amazon is making to their fee structure for sellers. And it's very pertinent for all sellers and in typical Amazon fee change fashion. It can be a little bit hard to unravel what's going on here. How is this going to affect my brand? You really dove into it. So I wanted to have you on to talk about the nitty gritty of some of those fee changes. Yeah, happy to do so. It's never been as complex as this round. And honestly, I've read the thing like probably five, six times myself to just fully grasp it. Okay. If anyone's reading through that announcement and feeling stupid, (laughs) know that Armin has been doing this for six, seven years and it's still puzzling to him. Yeah, exactly. There's so many like links in the announcement itself. So you're just navigating too many things. Well, let's jump right in. Tell us what is happening and when. Yeah, so let's start with the big one. So the first fee that's being introduced, actually, this is new. It's called Inbound Placement Service Fee. And this fee basically covers the cost of transporting your shipments from an initial receiving center to several fulfillment centers across the country. This is not to be confused with the actual shipping cost that you would pay the carrier to ship to Amazon. It's actually Amazon charging you for the distribution of your inventory between their fulfillment centers. Just to stop you for a second, that is crazy. I mean, it is Amazon's decision as a retailer where and how and when they establish fulfillment centers all around the country. And it's obviously a huge competitive advantage for them to have fulfillment centers so close to all of the major metro areas and everything like that. But this was since forever Amazon's discretion when, how, or even if they moved your inventory around. Yeah, exactly. Wow. This is huge. Yeah. There was like something that's called inventory placement service that's being replaced by this new inbound placement service fee. But it was a choice of a seller. If you wanted to allow Amazon to split your shipment, you would go free. But then if you decide, okay, don't split my shipment, I want to send it to one warehouse only, then you would be charged a fee. But it was optional, like you had a choice. But now it's like Amazon is saying, we'll do what we need to do with your inventory. And if we see it fit, we'll charge you as well. Okay. Is this inbound placement service fee, is it going to apply for all inventory, do you think? Or is this going to be at Amazon's discretion? You may not always be charged it consistently if they choose to not distribute your inventory around as much. Yeah, it's a great question. And it's a bit vague of how they will actually charge you. We know that the fee on average will be like 27 cents for standard size products and then $1.58 for large bulky size products. And this is per unit. 
that's the like send 500 units, multiply that. That's a huge number. Wow. This starts like on March 1st. And then Amazon will start charging sellers like 45 days after the effective date. So that's how long they typically need like you know, to receive and know where inventory has moved around. So you won't even know. Wow. This yeah, is exactly. They say like the way they position it is that you will have the option to pay reduced fees or even a no fee based upon whether you send your shipment to a single location or multiple locations. Depending on what Amazon tells you, like your options are, you can be, okay, no charge, there's a percentage fee or a reduced fee, or you pay everything. It's kind of super vague, but it's positioned as there will be an option to choose between these choices. And what I feel like it will be very important for sellers is that they actually compare these total costs. So sometimes sending three shipments versus one might be more profitable if you actually just eat the charge of shipping costs mm. versus like sending to one or two warehouses and then having the distribution fee as well. It's a lot. And I feel like a lot of folks will fail initially at doing this. So my strong recommendation is really like you know, putting everything on paper at the very start of shipment creation for this one. Well, I agree with you there. And then just having the organization to follow up, because like you mentioned, those fees are only going to get charged 45 days after you send it in. Yeah, that's when you would see the cost. Yeah, it's going to be complicated to figure out. I also want to go like to the why Amazon is doing this because I feel that's important. And as much as I hate new fees and everything, like I do agree for the need of this. One is like this will basically reflect Amazon's cost for distribution of the inventory between fulfillment centers that are closer to the customers. This speeds up the customer delivery, of course. More one-day shipping will be happening. And then there was something that happened, I want to say, like before summer this year, where Amazon shifted from a national fulfillment model to actually having eight interconnected regional fulfillment networks. This is like basically distribution centers that operate on their own, but they're also like, you know, can fulfill nationally, of course. But this has cost Amazon a lot of money. Mm. And now somebody needs to pay for that. Just one question there, like on this why aspect, why do you think they didn't just roll this into, why do you think they split this out so explicitly? Because to your point about, okay, now as a brand, you have to sort of do some split testing, I guess, to see, (laughs) is it more cost effective to ship from your own facility to a number of different Amazon facilities and eat that cost yourself up front or pay this placement fee? Why do you think Amazon didn't just absorb it into a more widespread fee increase? Because it invites a lot of questions and confusion. I think like it didn't make sense to put this, for example, under the FBA fee, like to increase that only. What's actually happening this year is like they're lowering to some extent the FBA fees because with this new model of having regional fulfillment networks, they are closer to customers between these eight regional warehouses. Basically, the idea is like all of these warehouses will have their own pool of inventory that they have that will cover all the needs of the area it's around. It's actually now costs more to distribute the inventory initially than it costs to fulfill to customer. So that's why the FBA fee is going down. Basically, sellers are being, under quotes, punished 
for having bad choices or like, you know, just sending either shipments that are not kind of according to Amazon's, what they would like to see basically in terms of, for example, shipping to like three warehouses instead of two or one, mm -hmm. because it's their job then to like actually make that inventory as close as possible to the customers between these regional networks that they have. So net-net with the FBA fees themselves going down, this fee being introduced could be closer to, it could be a smaller increase than it looks like on paper. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, of course. I'm sure like Amazon will get more money by doing this. And we can dig into that a bit later, like when we get to the FBA fees section. But the fees are like, you know, going down a bit. But this fee for inventory placement, inbound placement is much higher. Yeah, and it's unknown how big how it much will be. It will charge, yeah, like how many units and stuff like that, exactly. It's so interesting because besides the cost, let's say you're a brand that has your sort of fulfillment and inventory in California. Historically, you may have attempted to only send your inventory to the California fulfillment centers at Amazon. That's one scenario because your inbound costs are lower to do that faster turnaround. And then there is another scenario I've heard of where certain Amazon fulfillment centers get a bad reputation for losing things or being really slow. There is a little bit of a subcategory of Amazon fulfillment centers with a reputation that sellers don't like and they try to actually avoid sending inventory to those fulfillment centers. It's an interesting evolution here that Amazon is saying, look, there is not going to be any benefit to you anymore of only sending to your closest fulfillment center or the ones that you, for whatever reason, prefer to send to. And we're going to require this inventory to be spread around and you're either going to pay for that upfront or we're going to charge you for it. Yeah. And the last why that I have in my notes here, Amazon is also pushing their own programs. So for example, Amazon Warehousing and Distribution, that's basically Amazon's 3PL program where you can store inventory at Amazon and then Amazon ships it to the warehouses across the country. There's no inbound fee if you use this program. Okay. Basically, if you use Amazon, then you don't get to be charged by Amazon, but of course you pay them for something else. Gotcha. What other changes are underfoot? Yeah. So I don't know if you want to like cover some examples of how this would look like for brands as well. That would be great. I have like two examples. One is like broad brush. For example, if you're sending to a single warehouse and let's say like you're sending 500 units of a single product, that can cost you, like I did some math, from an additional $100 for like smaller products. Of course, like, you know, the bigger the product, the bigger the fee. Hundreds dollars for smaller products to an average of around like 800 for bulky items. And then 3000 is the maximum that you could pay for 500 units that you send to Amazon. That's just kind of like the range oh, that, uh, that kind yeah. of we can look at. But then if we look at, for example, specific categories and sizes, there's like so many subcategories of like tiers that you're in. But let's assume like a third of your inbound inventory gets the fee charged. I'm assuming like this is a realistic number, like whatever you ship, a third will get the fee charge because most of the inventory you'll send actually where Amazon wants you to send. Mm. And let's say you're selling 5 million on Amazon per year. If we look at this like from different kind of product types, so like a toy brand selling a $40 product in a large standard size that's like weighing two pounds or so. If we say that a third 
of their inventory that they ship to Amazon is affected. That's around 42,000 units that get charged around 40 cents each. And that's around $17,000 in this fee per year. Hmm. And then the other example is like a CPG brand, for example, selling a $12 item that's a small standard size. If they sell 5 million a year, that's like 140,000 units that get charged around 25 cents. And wait for it, like it's 35K of fees, which is double of the above mentioned brand that we just talked about. If you sell, basically the idea here is that if you sell high volume, but low ASP, you're going to suffer. And then a third example of like a more bulky item, for example, a furniture brand that sells $150 chair, that's large bulky size at 20 pounds. When I did the math, that's 11,000 units that get charged if we look at the third of inbound placement fees. That's $3.50 for each unit. And that's almost 39K of fees for this brand. Seems like, you know, smaller, high velocity, high volume brands, and then bulky will be the most impacted ones because it's a per unit fee. Sure. And you mentioned that FBA fees are comparatively going down. Did you run the same math on like what the savings would be there? Okay. How did they come out? (laughs) So the lower FBA fulfillment fee on average, Amazon says that they will decrease the fees for standard size products by 20 cents. And then for the large bulky size products, it will be 61 cents per unit that the fees go down on average. They also introduced these like size tier changes. You probably noticed like me seeing large bulky. This is a new term that Amazon has. Before it was oversized and then like different kind of categories of oversized. Now they call it large bulky. And then there's like, of course, tiers within that one as well. This goes into effect on February 5th for the change in tiers. And what will happen, like this is also like super funny. What will happen first is like an increase in fees for some sellers on the February 5th. This is when the tiers are changing. So for example, if we look at a shampoo that a brand is selling that's like seven ounces, for example, historically it was like in this four to eight ounces category that was charged 340 for the fulfillment fee. But now it's actually going to a upper tier in the six to eight ounces for the change after February 5th the fulfillment will actually be 349 so like 9 cents more but then april 15th when the inbound placement fees hit the fee for this item goes to $3.33 which means it's 7 cents savings i don't know if you're able to track so basically the same items gets from 21 to 30 cents per unit inbound placement fee when of course it's not discounted And then it's $0.07 cheaper for the FBA fees. Roughly, that's like $0.14 to $0.23 higher fee on an item level in this example. Yeah, so I think it will include the examples all fleshed out as you've just talked through in the show notes because it is harder to follow along just listening. I mean, it is for me. (laughs) But yes, overall, across these examples, brands are net worse off after all of these adjustments. Exactly. Yeah, that's 100% going to be the case. Right. Okay. You mentioned the size tiers are changing. Let's talk now about 
inventory, you'll be charged now if your inventory is low as well. What's going on here? Oh, yeah. It's called low-level inventory fee. And basically, this fee applies if you consistently carry low levels of inventory relative to your unit sales. This applies only to standard size products. Amazon kind of like telling us here, I don't care if you're out of stock on a bulky size item because we already have enough costs for it (laughs) to store it. And the days of cover that Amazon requires is four weeks, basically 28 days is what they want sellers to have at all times at Amazon. Mm -hmm. And they look at what they call historical days of supply. So there's two different time periods here. So like one is called long-term historical days of supply, which is like the last 90 days. And the other one is short-term historical days of supply, which is like the last 30 days. Both of these need to be below the target to actually trigger the charges. If you're, for example, low on stock in the last 30 days, but your 90 days is fine, you won't be charged. But basically, if you've been performing poorly historically, and then in the recent period, then you actually get charged. And there's like three different tiers of how Amazon charges this. Like if you're zero to 14 days, then 14 to 21 and 21 to 28 days of cover. And of course, the less inventory you have, the more they charge you for every unit Mm. they fulfill from that pool. What's funny, like this is effective starting April 1st, which is a fool's day. I don't know if somebody is putting a prank out there (laughs) that's global. Yeah, it's April 1st, change. Yes, that's interesting. I think it was one or two years ago, Amazon changed one of their fees to try and account for excess inventory that got a lot of attention, ended up being, I think, somewhat of a red herring. And that was that sellers could essentially bid for extra space, FBA space. This is like the third or fourth iteration in a series of iterations Amazon has made to fulfillment space that's allotted to sellers. And it's been a big journey full of ups and downs for sellers because I would hear from many sellers, and we're talking about 3P sellers here, vendors have a different set of challenges with inventory availability. The 3P sellers would struggle to secure enough inventory space because they may have had slow sales for a period of time, that historical look back period that you mentioned, they may be launching a new product that they're going to be putting a lot of marketing effort towards. And so they need extra FBA space, but they're not granted extra space because their sales were low, but their sales were low because they didn't have enough inventory and created all these issues. And I think that the bidding for extra space was, although sellers don't like being charged extra for things, ultimately it was a good thing because if I really need the space, at least I can get it. Whereas previously it was completely algorithmic and you couldn't get it even if you were prepared to pay for it. So I'm curious, does this replace that system where you could kind of like bid for extra space? Yes. Nothing's going away. Like when it comes to inventory, like, you know, there are still overstock charges, like they're still bidding for space and all of that. Mm. Now, basically Amazon is telling us like, you know, you really need to play a balanced game of being enough supplied, but not too much. This balancing act of like, you know, always being at an optimum level of inventory, which honestly, like is the hardest to be like, that's when you do that successfully, you've done it. Like when it comes to at least logistics 
for Amazon. And the problem is like, you know, this needs to be monitored on an item level. It's not like, you know, Amazon is looking at your overall performance. If your bestseller is out of stock or like low on supply, you will be specifically charged for that item's low inventory that's being shipped to customers. Gotcha. It's a whole new level of like, you know, monitoring and complexity, I would say. Wow. And imagine like seasonal products, promotional events, sudden sales spikes. There's so many factors that like go into inventory management and being able to always kind of be at this optimal level, it's going to be hard. Yeah. That's fascinating that we've got over excess inventory fees. You can bid for extra space and you'll be charged. If you're low. Inventory is low. It's like, okay, how many ways can you punish sellers for having too much inventory? Yeah. And there's some exceptions as well, Kiri. Like, for example, new sellers, like when you just onboard to Amazon, first year, you don't have this fee. It's kind okay. of a grace period for new sellers. Also, as an existing seller, when you introduce new to FBA products, first half of the year, you won't have this fee. You have to be enrolled in this FBA new selection program that they call it. Okay. Easy to apply, like easy to do, of course. And again, to go back to the inbound placement service, where if you're Amazon warehousing and distribution program member, you don't get this fee as well. That's really helpful. And there's a tip and trick embedded in there, which is to enroll in the, what was the name of the program, the new product program? Amazon Warehousing and Distribution. Pro tip would be like not to sign up because I've heard very bad things about it. Amazon is prone to having these mistakes. I don't think brands really want to give them all their inventory and have Amazon manage it the way they want. This is basically Amazon then has like a storage of all your inventory and then they decide when to ship. and. I feel like you know, sometimes it will be, oh, this warehouse is full. We'll just wait on this brand's product because they are not priority. So they don't ship it or there's a lot of things that go into it. And it's fairly new as well. I would give it like a few more months, a year to just mature and maybe then. But yeah, definitely Amazon kind of incentivizing this for sellers. Gotcha. Okay. So final one that I have here is, and maybe we run through this pretty quickly so that we can get listeners back to their day. And I think that this certainly warrants with all the examples that you provided earlier as well, Armin, a a written run through. So we'll post that on the show notes page and we'll probably do a follow-up blog post on this as well. Lastly, could you just talk about the introduction of the ship in product packaging program? Yeah, that's basically a replacement for a program that was formerly known as a ships in own container. It is a vendor thing. Basically, if your SIOC, ships in own container, qualified, you don't pay for the packaging. In this mm-hmm. case, if your product can be shipped to a customer in the existing packaging, Amazon will offer a fulfillment fee discount that ranges for sellers, like when this goes out. It will be ranging from four cents to one thirty-two, depending on the size of the product. So it's kind of like just a Amazon's incentive to one limit the labor that they have on their side when prepping all of this. Also, like part of their carbon footprint mission, it's just faster, right? Like you don't have to work with a pre-made box that's already ready to ship. So you just label it and off it goes. This is great to call out and I'm really glad that you did because this is amongst a bunch of changes that are going to cost you more. This is one where you can ultimately start building in 
some savings and protecting margins for the future is maybe it does require rethinking your packaging, but this is essentially going to save quite a bit on fees. Yeah, it's also a branding play. Like if Amazon doesn't put your box in their own box, like, you know, you can really make the packaging more appealing for the customer. That's the first thing they see. And there's another kind of gift I want to say from Amazon. There will be reduced referral fees for apparel products that are priced below $20. If you're in apparel and you're selling an item under $15, the referral fee will be reduced from 17, which is now active to 5%. Wow, that's a big change. Exactly. And that's where I see some hope. And then if it's like a product that's between $15 and $20, the fees will go down from 17 to 10%. Still significant. Okay. Yep. Yes. If you're fortunate to be selling in that category at that price point. To zoom out a little bit, this is a pretty obvious shot across the bow at um, Shein and Timu probably as well. Mm-hmm. The low price Chinese apparel and yep. Timu is more than apparel, but Shein... Very interesting. Yes. Well, Armin, there is a lot to unpack here. It's probably going to require several spreadsheets and (laughs) follow-ups and tracking. That is obviously something that we and your team specifically does at Acadia. So if you're an Acadia client or wish to speak with us about that service, this is something that we take the load off figuring out the best model here for each client given their price point and volume and things like that, this is something that we do. It's very complicated. So I just want to give you and your team a shout out there being on the cutting edge here, trying to figure out what this really means for all of our Seller Central clients. And if you are alone out there trying to figure this out and looking for some help, do reach out to us at acadia.io. You can get someone as smart as Armin on the case. Thanks, Kerry. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Great to talk with you, Armin. Happy holidays and chat soon. Thank you, Kiri. Happy holidays to you too.